Hi, this is Jessica McCoy with Calvary Christian Center. Thank you so much for listening. We pray that this message encourages and inspires you to be everything God has created you to be. We hope you enjoyed this message. Stories never left me. So we, you can turn in your Bibles this morning. You can stand for the reading of God's Word. We're going to take our text from Genesis chapter 37, verse 3 through 11, I'm going to read. But we're in this series that Pastor started after Sacred Season. I told him we could just hang here for the rest of the year. I'm loving it. It's the Here on Purpose series. Are you loving it? I mean, it is... It is so good, but I wholeheartedly believe that every person in this room has a purpose. And, you know, I don't care if you were raised by your mother or not, or if you ever knew your father. I don't care if you were adopted or you were raised in foster care, moved from foster home to foster home. No matter how you arrived on this earth, you arrived on this earth with purpose. He knows the plans that he has for you and his plans to prosper you, not to harm you, to give you hope and a future. Glory to God. That's what he said in his word. In Genesis chapter 37, we're going to take our text from here. Uh, Verse 3, it says this, Jacob loved Joseph more than any of his other children because Joseph had been born to him in his old age. So one day, Jacob had a special gift made for Joseph, a beautiful robe. But his brothers hated Joseph because their father loved him more than the rest of them. They couldn't say a kind word to him. One night, Joseph had a dream, and when he told his brothers about it, they hated him more than ever. Listen to this dream, he said. We were out in the field tying up bundles of grain. Suddenly, my bundle stood up, and your bundles all gathered around and bowed low before mine. How would your family take that? Come on. His brothers responded, So you think you will be our king, do you? Do you actually think you will reign over us? And they hated him all the more because of his dreams and the way he talked about them. Soon Joseph had another dream, and again he told his brothers about it. Listen, I have had another dream, he said. The sun, moon, and eleven stars bowed low before me. This time he told the dream to his father as well as to his brothers, but his father scolded him. What kind of dream is that, he asked. Will your mother and I and your brothers actually come and bow to the ground before you? But while his brothers were jealous of Joseph, his father wondered what the dreams meant. Amen. Slip those hands up and let's pray. Thank you, Jesus. Lord God, we just thank you for your word this morning. We thank you for the purpose in every person that you have deposited in this place. Today, I pray, Lord, that we would have a revelation of you that will drive out all doubt, drive out all worry, all discouragement, And I release and I cannot fail faith in your people when it comes to the purpose that you have for their life. We thank you and praise you for your anointing. Bless us in this service and we will give your praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Why don't you turn to somebody and say, God's got big plans for your life. Amen. Man, it's good to see you. What a great crowd in this second service. We had a time last Sunday. If you missed last Sunday's second service, whoo, God showed up in here. 
But in this text, it says, but while his brothers were jealous of Joseph, his father wondered what the dreams meant. Have you ever said, I wonder what that means? Because you know it means something. You don't quite know what it means, but you keep it in your heart because you know there is something about it when you heard it. It's, it's kind of like the Bible said Mary was when the shepherds began to tell everyone what the angel had said to them about the Christ child. And the Bible said that Mary pondered it in her heart and she thought about it often. But listen, when you have kingdom purpose in you, you are a wonder to those around you because God's plans are beyond the natural. They're beyond your natural ability. They're beyond your natural mindset. They're beyond your natural upbringing. They're beyond your education. And when God speaks to you about your purpose, it makes you wonder. How about this? It makes you wonder how. Come on. Has God ever spoken to you and you're like, how, God? How is that going to happen in my life? It makes you wonder why he would choose you, right? It makes you certainly at times wonder when. Come on. But though it's a wonder, I have come today to tell you it will manifest. If God has given you a dream, if he has spoken to you a thing, it will come to pass. I know it looks bigger than you, but it will come to pass. When he shows you a thing, don't dismiss it. Don't lose focus on it. Keep it in your heart. Think about it often. Manifest, meditate on it in Jesus' name. See, God's purpose for your life, it usually looks outrageous. It sounds impossible, and it leaves you wondering how you could ever obtain it. But there is a scripture that I want you to walk out of this house today knowing and speaking Psalms 37:23. Somebody say Psalms 37:23. The Bible says the steps of a good man or woman are ordered by the Lord and he delights in his way. Now that right there is something to praise God over for kingdom purpose people who have been given a purpose that is greater than you. You don't know how you're going to get there. You don't know how you're going to obtain it. But one thing you know is the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord and he delights in his way. I may not know how in the world it's going to come to pass, how in the world I'm going to do that. But one thing I can trust on is the word of the Lord. And he said that my steps are ordered and he delights in his way. Hallelujah. Do you realize today that you're even in this place right now because your steps have been ordered. You did not get to this place where you are right now on your own, but your steps were ordered. God has ordered you to this place this morning. And you may not know every detail of your purpose, but one thing you do have to know and rely on is that he is ordering your steps through the process. And as much as Satan wants to, as much as he tries to, if you will stay in pursuit, the devil cannot derail your purpose. Somebody give him praise. 
So this morning, what I'm talking about in this Here on Purpose series is the process to purpose. You know, the Holy Spirit last Sunday came mightily into this room. He had an agenda. I was excited about Pastor preaching the word that he preached in first service. It was so good. But the Holy Spirit had something even better for us last Sunday morning, didn't he? He came into this place with his own agenda. And it was an agenda to set us free. It was an agenda to heal us and to deliver us and to release his joy over our lives. And, and I have a word, I believe, straight from the Holy Spirit for us today about our purpose. See, when God declares his purpose over you, he often shows you a dream or gives you a vision. Real often, we don't comprehend that there is a process to that place that God has for us. You see, it's kind of like the children of Israel. Do you remember the story of the children of Israel when they were in Egypt's bondage? And the Lord showed up to Moses, and he said, Moses, I'm sending you to my people, and I'm telling them that I'm going to deliver them from Egypt's bondage. I'm going to set them free from that place and take them to a land that I have for them. And so Moses goes to the people there, and he tells them, God has sent me to tell you that I that he is going to deliver you this place of bondage is coming to an end he's about to set you free from this and they believed the word of the Lord they believed that God had sent him to them and they believed that God was going to do it but what they did not comprehend in that moment was that God's process was a little bit different than what they were expecting his process was going to require 10 plagues that they were gonna have to endure his process was a little bit different. They expected him, okay, he's going to set us free. He's about to let us go from this captivity. They did not realize the process that they were about to have to walk out. And when that happened, when the plagues began to come and the, and the abuse got even more intense because Pharaoh got so angry, what did they do? They turned on Moses and they turned their backs on God and they said, you, you've come here and you're just making matters worse. God is not doing what he said he was going to do. We don't believe it anymore. And that's what can happen so often in our lives when God speaks to us about a purpose. He gives us a dream in our lives and we can get frustrated. Come on, if we don't understand that, that he has a different process than what we realize, we can become discouraged like the children of Israel. We can become doubtful. We can become despondent. Come on, we, we maybe can even become resentful to God or to others. We can become hard-hearted about the word that we thought we heard. Oh, well, I guess I didn't hear God on that because things are not turning out like he said that they would. And the enemy is always working against your faith in God. Come on. He is always there to make you doubt that God has called you that he has a purpose for your life. But in Jesus' name, the Holy Spirit purposely brought me here today to tell you and remind you he has a process to your purpose. Don't get discouraged in the process. Hallelujah. 
So that's what we're looking at today. It's what we're talking about, the process to purpose. So the Bible says that Jacob loved Joseph more than any of his other children, and he gave him a special robe. One translation says a coat of many colors. And because of it, his brothers were jealous of him and hated him. So when he dreamed his dream, they hated him even more. So Joseph's father sent him to check on his brothers. And when the brothers saw him coming, you remember the story. They made plans to kill him and tell his father that a wild beast had eaten him. But then they said, then the brothers, when they saw him coming, they made those plans to kill him. But then they said, we'll see what becomes of his dreams. But Reuben stood up. And he said, let's not kill him, but throw him into this empty cistern here in the wilderness. Then he can die there instead of by our hands. And the Bible says they ripped that coat off that his father had given him, and they threw him into the cistern, into the pit. So here Joseph is. He's a favored son with a God-given dream, and he has now found himself in a pit in the wilderness. Joseph, he's living right. He's honoring his father. And he's been given a dream, not that he made up on himself, but a God-given dream about his purpose. And now he's in a pit. Can't you see him there in that moment in his mind? Lord, what has happened? It wasn't supposed to go this way. What, what did I do wrong? How, how did I wind up here? I thought I was in your will. I thought I was serving you. I thought I was doing what was right. Where, 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 where even is God? I, I look up and I, I'm not seeing anybody. Where, where even is God? Am I even going to survive this? Have you ever been there? Well, hear me today. The enemy will come against us in those moments to tell us that God has forgotten us. That he has forgotten you in that place that you were in. But the Holy Spirit brought me in this house to expel the lie of the enemy this morning. That just because you have found yourself in a dark place or in a pit or woke up in a wilderness season alone, God has not forgotten you. Hey, maybe your pit is not a hole in the ground, but maybe it's a pit of depression, or maybe it's a pit of anxiety, or a pit of divorce, or failure, or loss, and there the enemy has made you feel like you've made too many mistakes. I've had too many failures. I'm even too old now to do anything great for the kingdom of God and fulfill his purpose for my life, but in Jesus' name, I want you to hear me this morning as I tell you right now. The devil is a liar. It doesn't matter where you're at this morning. God has not forgotten you. He knows where you are, and you are in a process to purpose. Somebody say, I'm in a process. I'm in a process. It's just a process. It's not the end of a thing. It's just a process. I am a man, a woman of purpose in Jesus' name. You see, Joseph was stripped of his most valuable and precious possession and rejected by those that are closest to him. But hear me this morning. Joseph had to give up what he had to become who he was. Woo! 
Don't be surprised, kingdom people. Don't be surprised, people of purpose, that in the process to purpose, you may have to lose some things that are valuable to you. Have you ever lost some things that were valuable to you? Maybe a relationship, maybe some things, maybe a position. Don't be surprised when people reject you. Even David said in Psalms 41.9, even my best friend, the one I trusted completely, the one who shared my food has turned against me. On the way to your purpose, People will come into your life and they will go. There will be some and they will come in your life and they will help you and they might even bless you and those same ones might turn on you and curse you. But God will never leave you. How about this? There are some who may come into your life smiling in your face and all the while planning on taking your place. But God will never hurt you. But in those places, he will teach you. He will reveal you. And he will heal you. And he will deliver you. Don't fight the process. You see, when God has selected you, it doesn't matter who else has rejected or neglected you because God's favor outweighs all opposition. Can I get an amen? Hallelujah. I went through a lot of rejection in my life, in my childhood, in my teenage years. Just had a lot of that in my life and it really shrunk me back in intimidation in insecurity in anxiety in timidity but I had to begin at one point talking to my childhood and realize if I allow their voices to rule in my mind then I am going to lose out on the opportunities that God has laid before me because I am a person of purpose and I will never step into the new things and the good things that God has for me thinking in the old. Come on, somebody. Doesn't the Bible say that as it is in a man's heart, so is he? So as we begin thinking differently, we begin thinking the word of the Lord. We open the door to the future that God has for us. I could not step into my future and still think in my my past and some of you in the same way you may need to begin talking to your childhood maybe your childhood has still been talking to you after all these years and it's time to begin speaking what God says about you I am here on purpose I am here on purpose with a purpose I am in a process to purpose and I'm going to fulfill every purpose that God has for my life somebody give him a shout if you're going to fulfill his purpose hallelujah hard times do not mean that God has forsaken you that he has forgotten you or that he is even displeased with you it just means he's got bigger plans for you to embrace because you see, what you think you cannot do without, God knows he's got something far greater in store. Joseph's brother saw his coat as his favor from the father. 
But what Joseph's brothers did not understand was that Joseph's favor was not in his coat. It was not in what was on him. It was in who had chosen him for purpose. His dreams had nothing to do with the coat that he was wearing. His purpose was exponentially larger than a coat. Come on, somebody. He had to lose a coat of many colors to lay hold to a coat of royalty. But in that moment, Joseph knew nothing about the king's palace. Think about it. He's in a deep pit in the wilderness, forsaken, rejected by his brothers, his family. He didn't understand about the king's palace and the position that he would step into. All he saw was the inside of that deep pit. He didn't see a way out or he didn't see a way for change. He was in over his head and without somebody's help, he was going to die in that pit. But Psalms 37, 23, the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord and he delights in his way. It wasn't over because in the pit, he still had favor. Woo! Listen, daughter of God, even if you're in a pit today, you still have favor. You still have a purpose. It ain't over until it's over. Come on. I don't know how dark it seems today for you or how far you feel like you have fallen, but it is not over. I believe God brought you to church this morning to let you know it is not time to give up now. Hallelujah. God has brought somebody here today to purposefully hear me say, it's not time to give up. I know you thought maybe it's time to go ahead and let go of that thing. Maybe it's time to go ahead and quit dreaming that dream. But the Holy Spirit brought me here to tell you, it's not time to give up now. The God who anointed you with the dream is anointing you for the process. Somebody give him a shout of praise and say, I'm anointed for the process. I'm anointed for the process. Hallelujah. It's time to get a view of the bigger picture. Hallelujah. Because if your focus is on what you've lost, you will never see what is to be found. You see, when it comes to your kingdom purpose, don't fix your eyes on this moment, but realize you are just in a process to purpose. This is the year of purpose. This is the year that we don't cry over every little hiccup because we understand we're in a process to purpose. This is the year we don't have an anxiety attack every time somebody talks about us or does us wrong because we just understand I'm in a process to purpose. I am here on purpose. There is a greater agenda for my life. You're walking out a wonder and you are a walking wonder right where you're out. Hallelujah. Just like Joseph's father, when someone comes against you this year, you ought to just say, hmm, I wonder what that means. Hmm, where's that attack coming from? I wonder what that means. It must just mean I'm in a process to my purpose. I'm just on the way. My, my steps are being ordered. Hmm, I wonder what that means. Somebody just needs to say that right now. You've been dealing with a situation. Just say, hmm, I wonder what that means. Woo! Hallelujah. 
I'm not going to get down on your level this year. I'm not worried even about getting even. Come on. Because I'm in a process to purpose. I ain't even studying you. I'm not studying that remark or getting bogged down in your drama and what you're talking about. Because I am a process to purpose. I'm called for higher things. And my steps are being ordered right now to my purpose, to my greater place, to my greater position, to the greater things that God has for me. I'm just in a process. So I ain't studying you. I'm looking at the bigger picture. Come on. Somebody's lifting your eyes right now to the bigger picture. All those other little things that's been nagging at you, they're falling away in the name of Jesus. You see, Joseph was in a pit. He was left for dead, lost everything valuable to him, lost his family, lost, lost his coat, all because of a dream? For real? God will speak to me about a purpose, show me something great, and then something like this can really happen? Oh, are, are there any kingdom purpose people here who knows in this place today that you have an enemy who hates your dream? That he's not going to just sit down when you get a dream from the Lord and say, sure, go ahead, girl. Sure, go ahead. I ain't going to put nothing in your way. No, are you kidding me? He hates the purpose that God has for your life. And so here Joseph is. He's in this place. And if the pit wasn't enough, then Joseph is betrayed. Here comes the Midianites, and his brothers sell him to Midianite traders for 20 pieces of silver. Homeboy has just had a bad day. You thought you were having a bad day this morning when you were making up the bed and you stumped your big toe on the corner. You thought you were having a bad day when you looked in the mirror and there was another gray hair. You're like, no, homeboy here has just had a bad day. Think about it. He wakes up and he is excited about a dream. Oh my Lord, he's just had a dream. All these people are bowing down to him. He, I mean, he is so excited. He's telling everybody about it. He's had, he had a dream. And then from there, he goes out to see his brothers and he gets robbed. He gets his coat taken off of him. He gets thrown into a pit. And then he gets sold into slavery. But what looked like the worst day possible was actually all in the process to purpose. You're going to make it because you're in a process to purpose. God hasn't forgotten you. He's ordering your steps and delighting in his way. See, his way is higher than our way. We cannot fathom the way he works, but what do we have to do? We have to trust him that he knows what is best for us and he is getting us to where we are supposed to be. The Midianites take Joseph to Egypt where they sold him to Potiphar. Potiphar was the captain of the palace guard and the Bible says the Lord was with Joseph so he succeeded in everything he did. He still had favor. 
Potiphar put him in charge of everything. Somebody say everything. No, everything, everything, his house, his crops, everything he owned, and everything was blessed, the Bible said, and flourished because God was with him. Really? God, you're with me? I've been sold into slavery? I'm here serving Potiphar? I've been rejected by my family? Really? God is with me? Listen. The place of your divine appointment doesn't have to be a pleasant place, but it will be a place assigned by God. It's not about where God placed you. It's about the one who placed you. And it's in that place where you are ordained to be that you will begin to walk in your blessing. It's not necessarily a comfortable place, a pleasant place all the time. But if it's the place God has ordained you to be, that is the place that you will begin to walk in your blessing to your purpose. And I'm not talking about the blessing of a new car or a new house or a man or a woman. I mean, God gives us those things, but I'm talking to kingdom purpose today. I'm talking to kingdom people today that have a large vision from the Lord on your life. Kingdom purpose is much greater than things. The blessing that comes from God's process to your life is his anointing. You see, all the time you'll have people, I, oh yeah, I want pastor's anointing, but they don't want to go through what he went through. Everybody has to walk through the process to your purpose. If you're going to do something great for God, you're going to do, you're going to walk through a process. And in that place is where he releases that anointing over your life. His overcoming power, his divine ability developed in you that prepares you to be used in ways beyond yourself, your own giftings, your own abilities, and your own efforts. Somebody say, I want the anointing. Lord, if I'm going through a process. Work your anointing in my life. Oh, it's the battle that taught you how to fight. It was the fire that you went through, mama, that refined you. It was the suffering that taught you more about him. Isn't it the place of brokenness that we come to know the depths of God, that we come to know his deep ways and who he is? But even in our brokenness, we can thank God that we're not alone because the Bible says he is near to the brokenhearted. No matter where you're at this morning or what you're going through, know that God is with you and you are in a process 
process that he is taking you through. He delights in his way because what he's doing is he is working you into the place he wants you to be. Listen, it was the suffering that taught you more about him. And the more you get to know him, the more you'll love him. And that's what God wants for us. A personal, intimate relationship with Jesus Christ and with the Father so that you are now totally dependent on him and not on yourself. So that you are fully trusting in him above anything else. And you step into a greater anointing because it's no longer about you, but it's all about his glory. You want to know where he's taking you? He's taking you to a place where it's all about him. And it's all your life is all for his glory. And he will use you to do above and beyond, exceedingly, abundantly, above, higher than anything that you could ever dream or imagine. Whew. Whatever your assignment is, you need the anointing. You can't do it without the anointing. Oh, I feel the anointing right now. Somebody raise your hands up and say, annoy me. Annoy me. Are you in a rough place this morning? Say, Lord, anoint me. I'm here. I'm here. I'm here. So anoint me in this place. Anoint me. I yield to you. I yield to this. Oh, work in me whatever you're wanting to work in me. I've been fighting it, but I quit. Anoint me. Anoint me. Anoint me. Lord, release your fresh anointing over your people. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We look at so many people in the Bible and understand that to do anything great for God. See, God is doing something new in the earth. He's doing something new in his church. I believe we're, we're living in days, like we're about to come to days like we've never seen before. But he's got to have a people that he can show himself through. You're just in a process because God's getting ready to use you like you've never been used before because he's doing a new thing in his church. That's why you've been going through what you've been going through, honey. That's why the fight. That's why the struggle. That, Sir, that, that, that's why that battle's been raging so much. You know, the enemy's against your purpose, but God has a bigger plan, and his favor outweighs all other opposition. Satan is a liar in the name of Jesus. You're going to fulfill everything God has promised and see everything he's promised. But we look at people in the Bible and understand that we will have to go through these times. We, we look and look at King David. He was trained in the wilderness. He learned to fight a bear before he could ever fight Goliath and great armies. Abraham, what about Abraham? He was told to go to the city that he did not know of, but he wasn't allowed to dwell there. 
He, he was sent to the desert. How does God send you to a city but tell you to dwell in the desert while others are enjoying the good of the land and the city? Come on. Moses, he was driven to the wilderness when he killed an Egyptian. But that was the place he discovered God's presence. That's where he heard God's voice. That's where he discovered God's divine ability. And this divine ability was developed in him in the wilderness. What about Jesus? He was baptized in the Jordan River. Heaven opens up and the Father's voice comes down. This is my beloved Son in whom I am well pleased. Man, that was a good day. Affirming his purpose, that must have made him feel real good. Could have made you get a little proud, couldn't it? But then immediately his steps were ordered into the wilderness for 40 days to be tempted by the enemy and get this, with nothing to eat. So for 40 days, he's got no food or drink and is being tempted by the enemy right after his purpose is revealed. Imagine what a great moment for Jesus to know who he was, God's only begotten son. It must have made him feel really good. But then he goes into this place. But the overcoming power to defeat Satan and deliver the world from him was demonstrated in the wilderness. He learned who he was and the power he had. What God taught him in the wilderness was just training for his purpose. Hear me, if God anointed you with a dream, be encouraged. He has anointed you for the process. The wilderness is necessary because it reveals the potential that he's placed in you. You couldn't know it otherwise. And if you don't know the ability that is within you, you will have a limited perception of what you possess. And that power will not be used for the glory of God. He has to reveal the potential in you. He's got to show you you're more than you think you are. He's got to reveal to you, you've got more in you than you think you have. You've got the ability to become more than you even realize. The ability to have more than you even think you can. He has to take you through those places. So I say to you today, if you are in the wilderness right now, I welcome you to the school of the Holy Ghost. If you're in a pit, if you feel like, man, everybody's deserted me, everybody's rejected me, I thought I heard God, but man, things are not working out. Welcome to the school of the Holy Ghost. You will never be the same again if you will endure to the God's power will soon be revealed in you. Keep going. Somebody say, keep going. Tell your neighbor, keep going. Now tell yourself, keep going. Keep going. Hallelujah. Your steps are ordered. The problems of this season will not break you to pieces. It's going to make you. Come on, somebody. It's not here to, to break you but it's here to make you. Your kingdom purpose is greater than your comfort. God sees what you don't see. He has a plan that you don't even realize yet. And it's more important than everything being perfect and working out just like you want it to. 
You see, in the place of obscurity, God will show you things he could have never shown you. Being surrounded by people, perfectionism, and pleasure. The anointing on your life intensifies in your wilderness. Who wants the anointing? Heaven has an agenda for your life. And if you will not resist the experience of the wilderness, it will work salvation for your household and many others around you. For if you read the final part of Joseph's story, Joseph went to prison for being falsely accused by Potiphar's wife, but he succeeded in prison. He had charge over all other prisoners during that season. In prison, Joseph learned to interpret dreams. And when Pharaoh had a dream, his steps were ordered out of prison to explain what his dream meant. And you read the record, the interpretation of Pharaoh's dreams unlocked the dream he had of becoming ruler over the entire land of Egypt. It was what he learned in prison, in that place that God used to unlock the very purpose and the greatness that he had for him. If you don't have the lesson, you won't be able to enjoy the blessing. What am I saying? Have the lesson. Take the lesson. Yield to the lesson. Learn the lesson. Why don't you pursue the lesson? Come on. Lord, teach me what you want to teach me in this. I know I'm not here for always. I'm just in a purpose, in a process to purpose. But Lord, show me what you want to show me and work in me what you want to work in me. Come on, somebody. Am I talking to any kingdom people right now that want to be everything God has called you to be? I don't want stuff holding on to me. I want to let it go if I need to let it go. Oh, I know the devil hated it because just when people began to wonder about Joseph, when they began questioning him, the Lord ordered his steps out of their house. And just when his enemies took what was valuable and threw him in a pit to die, the Lord ordered his steps out of that pit. And just when those he should have been able to depend on sold him into slavery, the Lord ordered his steps into the palace. And when he was lied on and thrown into prison, the Lord blessed him and used him and then ordered his steps out of prison and into a place of prominence, power, and purpose. Can I remind you, child of God, no weapon formed against you can prosper when you have a kingdom purpose, when God has an agenda for your life. Come on, somebody. Get excited about what God has for your life. And whatever you're in right now, it's not stopping you. It has not blocked you. You're just in a process of purpose. My steps are ordered by the Lord. He works all things together for the good of those who love God and who are called to what? His purpose. Hallelujah. That's why you can't be bitter at anybody or any season because God was using them to order your steps. Yes, they may have meant it for evil, but God was using them to order your steps. Woo. 
Somebody say my steps are ordered. I'm fully trusting because my steps are ordered. Yes, I yield to the lesson because my steps are being ordered from the pit to the palace. God had ordered his steps. Can you look back over your life and realize that God has ordered your steps? Are there places that you can look back in your life and realize whoo, as bad as it looked, as desperate as it looked, as you thought that Back then there was no way out. God brought you out because your steps are ordered. When he was first thrown into the pit from that very first attack against Joseph, we come to see the hand of the Lord in his life. You see, that's where everything started right there. He was thrown into that pit. And if you notice, who pulled him out of that pit, as much as Reuben had planned to do it, he didn't do it. Dan didn't do it. Levi didn't do it. But who did it? Judah. Judah was the brother that the Bible says pulled him up out of that pit. Hallelujah. What man had planned to do, it, it didn't work because God's plan is always greater than man's. And man plans his own ways, but it is the Lord who orders his steps, right? So it's actually Judah that was used to get him to where he was supposed to be. What does Judah mean? We know it. It means praise. So I see the Lord just reminding us, praise him in the process. Praise him in the process because your steps are ordered. He's got a plan that he's working out in you that you know not of, but it's gonna be great. Woo. Tell your neighbor, it's gonna be great. What God has planned for you is gonna be great. I mean, it's gonna be incredible. It's gonna be like something you could never even dream or imagine as much as you think you even see God is saying to you, it's gonna go so far beyond that because God cannot even show you everything he's going to do, but he's going to go so far beyond what you can even imagine your steps are ordered. So praise him in the pit right now. Oh, come on, stand up all over this place. There may be some people and you say, man, Pastor Don, right now I am in that pit. That's where I'm at. I feel like I am in a wilderness place, in a place of obscurity or brokenness. Honey, praise him in the pit because your steps are ordered. Praise him in the prison. Oh, somebody feels like I've been thrown in a prison. I, I feel contained. I feel overlooked. I, I feel done wrong. Praise him in the prison. Praise him in the prison and praise him in the palace. Oh, maybe I'm in a palace right now, but it's not really, it doesn't look like, it doesn't look like what it really is. Yeah, I'm in the palace, but it's not really good. This isn't really where I want to be. Praise him in the palace. Praise him until he pulls you out. Praise him until he 
moves you to your next step. Praise him because you realize I'm in a process and he is ordering my steps so I can praise him. Oh, come on, somebody. God is shifting our perspective. If I've been complaining, Lord, I quit right now and I begin to praise you. If I've been whining about this place that I'm in, Lord, I stop right now. And I just begin to praise you for this process because I know you are taking me to your purpose. You are working in me what you're wanting to work in me. So I yield to the process and I worship you and I praise you in this place. I'm in a process to purpose. God's not finished with me yet. There is an anointing. I believe God wants to release an anointing this morning over those of you who, who you've been trusting and believing God. There is an anointing that God is pouring out in this place. He's pouring out one, He is pouring out an anointing of joy. There is an anointing of joy that is coming on you today about your purpose. Woo! The devil's tried to rob you of your joy about it. He's tried to rob you of your faith. But in the name of Jesus, slip your hands up. Lord, we pray for the anointing of joy. Release the anointing of joy over your people that what you have shown them is coming to pass. Right now, I rebuke worry. I rebuke doubt in the name of Jesus. And I speak life to your purpose, life to your mind, life over your thoughts. Be healed in the name of Jesus. Be delivered from doubt. Be delivered from the stress. Be delivered from the worry. Your purpose is still intact. Somebody begin to praise the Lord right now and receive a fresh anointing. Say, anointing, fall on me. Fall on me. Fall on me. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The Bible tells us that the anointing breaks the yoke. When the anointing comes, there is a freedom. If you need freedom in your mind right now, I want you to just run up here in the name of Jesus. You need freedom in your mind. You've had some things yoked on you. You feel like it's stopping you from your purpose. You know you have a God-given dream. You know you have a God-given calling. There's some of you called to ministry in here and you've held back. You know you've got a, God has called you. He's placed a divine purpose and plan over your life, but there's something that has been yoked up on you, holding you down from walking in it. In the name of Jesus, today is your day of deliverance. In Jesus' name. If you're out there in the audience, I want you to stretch your hands towards these that are standing here in the front. And in the name of Jesus, Lord, I declare the anointing the anointing that comes in this time of process, in this season, in Jesus' name. Lord God, I break yokes right now. I break yokes of anxiety in the name of Jesus. I break yokes of depression in the name of Jesus. Right now, I declare heaviness breaks in the name of Jesus. Oppression, go in the name of Jesus. Right now, I speak to demonic attack and command you to 
to go in the name of Jesus. I declare freedom over your mind, freedom to your faith in the name of Jesus. It cannot block you or hold you, for you are a child of God in a process to purpose. God is with you. He is for you. He is delighting in his way that he has laid before you. Walk it out. Walk it out free. Walk it out whole in the name of Jesus. I am a child of God. I am an overcomer. I am victorious in the name of Jesus. I am valuable. I have a valuable voice for the earth. I have a valuable purpose for the earth. I am a kingdom purpose person in the name of Jesus. I am here on purpose and I will fulfill everything God has called me to fulfill. Right now I take authority over every demonic spirit, every satanic attack that has come against you in Jesus name. And I call liberty all around you. I call liberty over your circumstances. I call freedom over your family. I speak freedom to your mind, to every situation that has been blocking you or holding you back in the name of Jesus that declares it breaks right now. Holy Spirit, come. Holy Spirit, come in a mighty way in the name of Jesus. For where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty and there is freedom in Jesus' name. That when the enemy comes in like a flood, the Spirit of the Lord will raise a standard up against him. Holy Spirit, come. Holy Spirit, come. Holy Spirit, come. anointing right now in Jesus name slip your hands up and just say anointing fall on me the breath of God is in this place he's breathing new life he's breathing new life he's awakening that dream breath of God. You've been tired, you've been weary, but here comes the breath of God. You felt dead, almost like giving up, but here comes the breath of God. Breathe, Spirit of God. Fill me, Spirit of God. Oh, ask Him this morning, fill me to the full. Fill me to the overflow. Fill me and fill me and feel me. There are some things shifting and changing right now. Expect different. Expect different. When you leave this place, expect to see change. Hi, this is Jessica McCoy with Calvary Christian Center. Thank you so much for listening. We pray that this message encourages and inspires you to be everything God has created you to be. We hope you enjoyed this message.